Welcome to another edition of the Basketball Teacher Podcast. Our mission is to bring you discussions on a wide array of topics in the coaching world to grow players on and off the court. You can connect with us on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, and also reach us directly through email at basketballteacherpodcast at gmail.com. Now, here's your host, Coach Mike Hernandez. Welcome back. Thank you guys so much for joining us, whatever platform you are listening on or wherever it is that you are listening, whether it's in the U.S. or around the world. Your support, as always, is appreciated. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. So today's topic is one that is personal to me. It's one that I have a lot of experience with and I uh, relate to a lot. And we're going to be talking today about coaching when you don't necessarily have all of the resources that maybe you want or maybe that you're used to and how to make it work and coaching in environments or areas where basketball or sports in general might be underserved and you have to get creative and you have to do the best with what you have and still provide the best experience that you possibly can to your players. Again, this is something that is really personal to me and uh, I'm really happy to also have a guest on here who also has some experience uh, to talk about this topic. So to help talk about this subject, I am joined by Coach Keon Smothers or Coach Keys. Coach, how are you today? How you feeling, Coach? I'm doing great this morning. I am doing quite well. Like I said, this topic I am really passionate about. I know you are as well, so I'm really looking forward to this conversation. So, Coach, let's go ahead and start with an introduction to you, your coaching journey, your basketball journey. Where's the game kind of taking you, and uh, where are you currently at right now? Okay. Well, with my basketball journey, I'm going to start off with me. I was was actually – I went to Chicago, Washington, uh, where uh, we had – we had a great season. We had some great seasons over there. I actually uh, made it to the city championship two, three years in a row. I uh, lost to Derrick Rose uh, 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 in the championship in three years that I was in high school. So uh, uh, I'm, I'm I'm well familiar with high Chicago basketball. Uh, whatever, like I said, I, I went to college. I went to Lemoyne's uh, out in Memphis. Uh, it's an HBC out in Memphis. Played four years there at Lemoyne's uh, College. And basically, I'm going to start off my coaching, my coaching journey. Uh, how I really started off coaching, I have to be honest. Uh, I was playing ball. It wasn't even nothing I was thinking about. Uh, one of my best friends started an uh, a, a AAU travel team uh, called Team More Athletics, Levante S. Ridge. Uh, he was just like, man, bro, come, come coach with me. I say, man, I'm not just going to coach. I'm still playing ball myself. Uh, or whatever, so I'm not looking into coaches. So uh, one week I just went out there with uh, with him. They traveled to uh, I believe it was Missouri. Uh, him, he took about uh, about 50 kids out there, and he needed a coach. So uh, I just stepped in that day, and uh, man, ever since that day, my life has changed coaching wise. Uh, honestly, uh, and uh, like I said, that was in 2018. 2018, I started with Team More Athletics, where uh, men. Me and Levante S. Ridge, uh, man, we got we probably got about ten teams now. Uh, uh, that's that's me and West, uh, and we have a lot of kids get to school. We have a lot of kids get to school uh, academic wise. So uh, the program was really for inner city kids that uh, didn't have much, uh, didn't have a lot of money where they couldn't go pay for the uh, high programs. Uh, you know, so uh, we. Uh, we did something for a lot of inner city kids that uh, we knew people did for us as we was growing up. Uh, we knew our parents couldn't play, pay for it because they had to make sure the bills was together. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's what we did. Uh, and honestly, uh, when I started coaching, uh, man, I was winning. Uh, I was winning not because uh, I had the top players uh, or anything, but uh, how hard, how hard I worked, uh, how hard, uh, like I said. I really, how hard I really gave my energy to my players, like the way I coach, uh, my players react to it. Sure. Uh, so, uh, like I said, that was in 2018. I was with Team More Athletics. In uh, 2019, I got offered a job uh, by Coach Arthur Goodwin at Bogan High School. Uh, I joined Bogan High School where I became the freshman, the, the freshman coach and the, uh, and the head junior varsity coach. Uh, my first year as the freshman coach, I won the city championship uh, at Bogan High School back in 2019. And uh, under 
under under Coach Goody, uh, I, I learned a lot. Uh, that was probably one of my uh, mentors who uh, taught me a lot of things that I uh, I live by now, uh, which is hard work, dedication, uh, uh, making sure making sure you hold your kids accountable, uh, uh, or whatever, on and off, on and off the court. Mm-hmm. That's what really I uh, I took with me. It started in the classroom with Coach Goody. Uh, if you didn't have the grades, uh, no matter who you was, you could have been the best player in the state. He's not putting you on the court. Uh, sure. and, and, and that mentality, just being under him for that year and a half, uh, it just made me understand. Because uh, I was one of them students where, uh, when I was in high school, I did have trouble uh, 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 academically. Mm-hmm. So, therefore, I made sure I, I promised myself when I was, when I did become a head coach, that's, that wasn't going to be my athlete's problem, uh, athletics, uh, uh, academic-wise. And sure. Basically, and basically, uh, me and Coach Good, like I said, we uh, bowling with bowling. We went, we went to the 3A state championship, man, where we made a great run. Uh, we actually lost in the championship game uh, uh, in the 3A championship, which, like I said, I learned a lot. I learned a lot out of uh, under Coach Good, and uh, opportunities came. Opportunities came. A lot of people saw my dedication. Uh, a lot of people saw how hard I worked. Uh, every gym uh, you saw kids in, you saw me in. Uh, every time you saw uh, met me in the gym, I'm on the court. I'm working the players out. Uh, I'm pushing. Uh, sure. I'm pushing to really build my resume. And that's when Longwood came along. Uh, I was I was blessed. Uh, I was blessed to get an opportunity uh, to get a call from Longwood to become a uh, head coach over there, and that's really what started my coaching journey. I, I took over Longwood in 2020, this past uh, year, where uh, we had instant success. We had instant success where uh, we just uh, we won the conference at 19 and eight. Uh, that was the first time in school history. Uh, that they won a conference, and we actually moved up to the Power Conference, was where we're in the same conference as Simeon, Morgan Park, the Bowlers. Wow, okay. Uh, the guys who I looked up to. Sure. Uh, now uh, I'm coaching against them now. Uh, that's really how my journey started, coaching journey. I know we're going to get into uh, a lot more, but that's basically how my coaching journey started, 2018. I started with Team Moore. Well, like I said, me and my brother, we had our own traveling program. Then I moved over to uh, Bogan in 2019. Now uh, I'm the head coach at Longwood now. Uh, we're doing some pretty good things over there in Longwood. Yeah, if, and, and to kind of bring that full circle, if you're, if you're playing Simeon, if I remember, that's where Derrick Rose went to high school, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, I actually saw Coach Rob, me and Coach Rob are uh, actually great friends. Uh, we speak a lot, uh, but when I told him, I, uh, I told coach, like, coach, you got me, you got me in high school. You know, you know, <laughs> you know I want my leg back. Uh, even though you guys are sim- Simeon Wolverines, uh, yeah. uh, I definitely want my leg back, coach. No, that's no, that's funny. It kind of all, all comes full circle, and and it kind of leads well into my next question because you're kind of a Chicago basketball product, kind of almost like through and through from high school and now back to coaching. So you've kind of seen the game in, in Chicago for for years now, and so I'm curious. For for the listeners who who don't really know, what is what is Chicago high school basketball kind of like now? What's kind of the situation, or what are some trends that you've noticed as of late? Maybe how is it a little bit maybe different or similar from when you played to to what it's like right now? Uh man, one thing I can say, Coach, the biggest thing when uh when I was in high school to uh, the generation now, uh, social media. Mm. Uh, Social media, uh, in a good way and a bad way, uh, because when I was in high school, social media went as big. So uh, you know how we got our college letters out, and uh, we sent emails. Uh, now they have mixtapes. They have uh, the colleges. Like right now, I'm uh, I'm speaking to a lot of colleges uh, for my guys through the internet, uh, and it's just that's one of the biggest things that I see uh, internet wise. And and like I said, coach, it's a good thing. It's a bad thing because uh, some guys. One thing I did notice, a lot of guys, they take the internet to their head. They take the rankings and the mixtapes to their head. And then uh, we never, it never humbled. Sometimes I feel like it don't humble 
It don't humble the kids always. Uh, mm. To always see the rankings, always see the mixed videos. Because uh, I was playing one team last uh, last year, and, uh, and I heard the guy tell my player to uh, check my YouTube. Uh, you know, and just hearing that, I'm like, man, I, I played ball probably what 30 years now, and I never heard check my YouTube. Uh, but you know, just and 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 and. and uh, you know, not knocking the kid, coach, but the kid doesn't have any offers, anything. But you know, just him having that video, uh, him having that YouTube video, uh, it just give him confidence, and, uh, which is which is okay. But uh, like I said, the biggest thing for me is social media, and that's why uh, me and my guys we use social media. But they know as a coach how I want them to use it. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, you know, let's let's make sure we're using it for the uh, right things, the health recruitment, health help yourself get noticed uh, or whatever. So that's the biggest thing in uh, the training wise, uh, man, it's a lot of trainers uh, up in high school now. Yeah. Yeah. When I grew up, man. We just, uh, we knock on our friend door, ask mom, can he come out? And that's how we got better. Uh, we go to the court up the street, well, uh, down the street from the house. Uh, but now it's a lot of trainers and, uh, and it's making kids believe, uh, you know, not saying it's a bad thing, but I don't believe it's a good thing. Uh, making kids believe that they're somewhere that they're not there yet uh, or whatever. And that's how, uh, like I said, it's good to have a trainer, good to have guys to help you. But when I came up, it's just, man, uh, I got better working on my weaknesses. Uh, like I said, it's going to park, going to the park with my friends, going, you know, doing doing more kid things, not, you know, not being in the gym with uh one trainer that just you and him. That's good. But uh like I said, Coach, that was mm -hmm. the training thing and the social media thing is what I'm trying to uh kind of wrap my head uh wrap my head around. As we get into more of the uh the uh the limitations that we don't have at Longwood, uh you will see how we train and how we break things down and mm -hmm. how we do. Uh, we just, you know, kind of the old school way, kind of the old school way. I have sure. my guys in a pool and with the bricks. Uh, doing <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and the training thing, I think, I think it's really interesting. I think there's a lot of, like, benefit that could have uh, happened if you have a trainer. But then at the same time, like you said, it's, you know, how is that trainer being used? Are, are they being honest with, like, where that player's at? And I think – for, for you personally, and I know I kind of feel the same way, that there's something good about competition, about yeah. going to the park and yeah. just competing with, with one another, going to, you know, the YMCA or whatever. And I think that there needs to maybe be that balance. If you have a trainer, like you can work like one-on-one, -on -one, but like you still got to be out there competing. <laughs> you still got to be out there playing. And, yeah, exactly. Because there's, you know, like – for me, I, I, I could have developed, you know, all of these, you know, no moves and everything when it's just one on zero. But I don't know if that would ever have worked if I was playing against other people. So it's kind of a balance, I feel like, for sure. Like I tell my, like I tell my guys, cones don't move, fellas. Uh, <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, we can work out with these cones all we want. They're not moving left to right. They're not closing <laughs> out. They're not getting into you. So, uh, like I said, it's okay to use the cones, but uh, fellas, let's make sure. Like you said, it's it, uh, it's not really the key. It's it's what trainer. What what are the trainer teaching you? Uh, fundamentals. Mm -hmm. uh, like I said, because I man. Coach, I can watch a video. I'm seeing a kid, uh, man, man, shoot a step back three who don't have a left hand, who don't have uh, a left no. hand drill. So, yeah. uh, you know, it's that, you know, and, 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 and that's another thing. Uh, as we speak about Chicago, uh, I have to be honest because I know when a lot of the coaches uh, watch this interview, uh, like a lot of them ready, Rob Smith, uh, Ty Slaughter, they know when they sit with me, Coach, uh, I mean, because I'm probably one of the youngest coaches. Uh, mm -hmm. Uh, around so they know I bring them to his real the adults the adults see is one of the reasons uh, I feel like Chicago basketball uh, is changing and, and probably not even in Chicago everywhere because uh, mm -hmm. the, the adults uh, it's a lot of hidden, hidden agendas uh, with adults is uh, what you can do for me uh, and that's one reason why I feel like my players uh, play so hard for me and go uh, go so hard for me because I uh, like I tell my players all the time, that's not what, what you can do for me. It's what we, what we can do for each other. When y'all win, not win. Uh, and that's, like I told my players, we can go zero for 29. If everybody go to college, we won. Uh, and sure. that's all that matter uh, or whatever. So 
Uh, that's one thing with Chicago basketball that I, like I said, me, me, me being a player and me uh, uh, coaching because uh, recruiting wise, you got to deal with a lot. Just, uh, just say you want to recruit uh, someone's son, uh, you're gonna have to go to the dad, the coach, the AAU coach. Uh, you know, it's just a lot. You know, mm -hmm. it's just a lot. Just to, uh, and all you want to do is just give a kid a, a fair opportunity. Uh, so that's one of the biggest things with me as well, Chicago. Uh, the adults, we got to get back to uh, it being about the youth, uh, about the player, Absolutely. about the student athletes. Yep. Yeah, I, I think that there is a trap that definitely exists where the adults get so invested and that it almost takes away from the kids themselves. And, and yeah, we definitely don't want to be in that situation because it should be about the about the kids, like you said, about the athletes and about their experience and hopefully like you said going off to college or going off to do something great after high school so yeah, yeah absolutely now our topic as, as we're kind of talking about working uh and coaching in areas that are maybe a bit underserved or have limited resources um to start with let's kind of talk about your, your situation right now let's say compared to maybe other schools or other programs that you have seen, what are some of the, uh, maybe the limitations that you're working with and you're working around? Again, to make it clear to those listening, these aren't excuses or anything like that, but what are just like the, maybe some of the resources or things that maybe you don't have at your disposal that maybe other schools or programs do? Uh, man, Coach, my biggest thing uh, with my coaching staff, we've been working on this. We've been pushing this for mm -hmm. probably since we started. Uh, a fan base. Uh, that's one thing I knew. Uh, a, a lot of when I was at Bogan, Simeon, even when I was in high school, uh, we had a fan base. We had a fan base where uh, they push those athletes. They come, they come back around and they help. Uh, and what I mean by help, just uh, donations. Because right now we we're a charter school, so uh, therefore mm -hmm. uh, we don't we don't have a lot of finances that's going to the athletics. And uh, one thing that I uh, I see is just. One thing is, uh, gym, like you said, you guys, uh, you coached at a school that didn't have a gym right now. <laughs> uh, man, my problem is we're, we're K through 12. We're K through 12 and we have one gym room. Uh, and, and you have volleyball, baseball, the eighth graders, the seventh graders. So, uh, gym time was, uh, limited, uh, for us as a high school basketball team. And that was my uh, biggest. Uh, my biggest thing, uh, uh, really, when I sat down with the principal uh, or whatever about gym time. Uh, 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 and then another thing is uh, equipment. Uh, when I started, coach, we didn't have basketballs. <laughs> we didn't have basketballs. It was rough. It was rough. When I took over, uh, I got to be honest, a lot of guys was asking me why I took it because they knew uh, – you know, the the limitations that uh, I was going to have going over there. Uh, and and uh, uniforms, uh, the uniforms that we had on this past year, uh, man, they had the uniform probably four or five years. So we fundraised. We did a lot of other things that uh, uh, we raised money ourselves. Uh, uh, one thing we did on, at Longwood, I try to bring a family, a family-type feel where I keep my parents involved, uh, uh, I keep the players involved like this week. We got a football, we got a, a, a turkey football bowl where we just gonna just 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 try to raise some money, uh, uh or whatever. Just uh, you know, just do little things. So that was that was the biggest thing for us. Uh we don't have much at Longwood. Uh like I said, when I started off, coach, we didn't have balls. Uh man, they didn't know when we was gonna be in the gym. Uh, because you know, girls basketball come first, then volleyball, and then and then the boys. So, uh, like you say, we was practicing outside, just running, yep. uh, conditioning, you know, just doing other things just to make sure uh, study hall. We had study hall every day. Well, uh, that helped it, uh, or whatever, you know, help keep the guys focused on their grades. Uh, while we, whenever we didn't practice, we just had study hall. Mm -hmm. Well, we, uh, we locked in study hall wise, film wise. So we just did the other little things just to make sure the guys stay engaged. But uh, right now, I'm still. I'm still trying to sit with my principal and try to find out a lot of things now. But yeah, we have we don't have a lot of resources, and that's that was one reason why uh, I did want to have an interview uh, so people can hear, people can see, uh, you know, what's going on with Longwood. And 
And how do you, so you stepping into that situation with the limited resources that you have, for you mentally, how did you step into that situation and not let it like overwhelm you and still keep like your enthusiasm and still keep your excitement level up? Because uh, when I when I signed off, when I took when I took uh, the Longwood head coaching job, I knew I wasn't coming from Bogan. Uh, that was my number one thing. Uh, where at Bogan, we had we were sponsored by Under uh, uh, Armour, where everything came in uh, in boatloads or whatever. Mm -hmm. So when I when I took it, uh, I did understand kind of what I was getting myself into. But uh, man, coach, I'm a hard nosed coach. Uh, I know. I'm a leader of 15 to 25 guys. I'm not going to quit on y'all. Uh, if I signed up for this, we're going to get through it. We're going to get through it however we, uh, we got to get through it. And what I did, just like uh, I didn't have basketball. And right now, basketball's uh, around $100 a ball. I went to go buy a couple. But uh, I reached out to the Rob Smith from Simeon, uh, the Coach Goodies from Bogan. And, uh, and that's how we did get a lot of our equipment, other coaches, uh, knew uh, knew me and knew how hard I wanted to make sure my players had the things that they didn't have. And, uh, financially, we just couldn't combine at that time. So I reached out to other guys who I know uh, was my mentors, like I said, like Coach Good, Coach Rob. Uh, and they gave me uh, basketballs, equipment. Uh, and, and, and honestly, they helped me uh, fundraise and helped me uh, show me the way, cause like I said, it was my first year as uh, as a head coach. Uh, I only been coaching for three years, uh, you know, and and I've been in high school for two. Uh, I only been a head for one year, going to my second year now. So uh, I was new to a lot of things, uh, or, or whatever, as far as fundraising and uh, how to raise money for uh, a program, because AAU and uh, high school, it's totally uh, you know it's totally different. Sure. Uh, you know it's totally different. So. Uh, with them guys, and, and that's why I keep mentioning them guys because uh, them some of the guys that help make my role uh, uh, a little less bumpier uh, mm -hmm. or whatever. So, uh, like I said, I just, man, I just, I got a great culture staff. That's one thing uh, I got to say. Uh, uh, Josh Crenshaw, we call him Coach J. Uh, man, he's one of the ones that uh, helped, like I said, helped me stay together, helped me understand that coach. Uh, it's some brighter. It's some brighter at the end. We just do what we got to do, even though we don't have a lot of balls and a lot of things over here. Not, man, we don't even have uniforms right now, uh, uh, to be honest. But everything gonna come together. So uh, I was just, I was just up for the fight, coach. Honestly, I was just up for the fight and ready, yeah. ready for whatever. And I think that if you're really passionate about coaching, especially if you're kind of a, a younger coach or a newer coach or is just looking for that opportunity, well, that opportunity might come with maybe not necessarily like the best resources or or everything like that but if you have like the excitement for it you have the energy for it and like you did like you reach out to others i've found at least where i'm at right now and it sounds like for you too that there's a really good coaching community around and that if you reach out to others and you say like here's the situation and they know that you're genuine like you are you're going to have people who are willing to help you out because they, they, they should want to see you succeed. And I'm glad that that's kind of the case for you as well. Yeah. Yeah. Coach, that's definitely, like I said, that's what I feel like uh, if I can really pinpoint one thing that really helped me focus was that, uh, like I said, when I, uh, when you were able to call Rob Smith who won five, six state championships, uh, uh, Coach Slaughter from Whitney Young, where you could, where you could call them guys and them guys continue to push you and uh, continue to tell you how, uh, how how well you doing, and if you need anything, giving them giving them a call. But not just saying it, but when I really call, uh, them being there for me. Uh, like I said, that just made me uh, realize I was doing something good. And uh, like I said, whatever the fight come, whatever fight come with it, I'm gonna be ready. Sure. And for your players, um, and I ask this question because you know there's coaches every year who take over situations where maybe there's not the best resources there. And one of the things that those coaches who step into that program, one of the things they have to do, um, deal with is with their returning players who kind of understand that like, hey, like this program, there might not be a lot of excitement to it. There might not be, you know, a lot of enthusiasm and some of the players might even be like a little bit embarrassed because they know they don't have like the resources that other schools do. So when you took over that program, did you find yourself having to sort of 
like pump up your players and like get them excited again? Were they already excited? What was that kind of situation for the players who are already there? Uh, I definitely have to be proactive uh, with that with that group. Uh, honestly, when we first started, uh, I took the job. I believe uh, it was like June seventeenth, uh, mm-hmm. and 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 how Jim was. Uh, I was looking to try to get my guys in the gym, and uh, and our gym was filled with books. Uh, uh, and 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 I was asking the principal, like, how how do I meet the guys? How do I get the guys engaged if the gym going to be filled with books until September? Uh, and she was just like, Coach, you got to make a way. So, because uh, what I did, I rented out a gym. Uh, it's probably about twenty minutes away from my school. I rented out a gym uh, where I, I paid for it myself. It was. $50 an hour. Uh, I rented it out for the guys and I just, uh, I invited guys. I, I, I invited guys that uh, I already kind of, I kind of knew that was on the team already. And uh, I started with those. I, I had about three, four guys coach, that I already knew uh, when I was taking over, I was kind of speaking to them. And I told myself, I'm going to use these four guys to change the culture. So, uh, and, and, and what we did basically uh, man, we just worked. Uh, once once they saw them four guys every day with me, uh, man, just working out, just going, just getting better. Uh, I believe I believe it turned the other kids around. Uh, but 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 when I started off, I probably only had about five kids, coach, until we got in the building. Uh, once I got in the building, like I said, uh, we had trials, we had trials and everything, but. Uh, I have to change the coach. That was the number one thing I had to do. Uh, guys didn't understand what time practice was. Guys didn't understand. Uh, guys felt like they can show up Monday. Uh, I don't have to see them to Friday. Uh, and then they can come play Tuesday. Uh, so <laughs> it was just uh, the coach I had to change. And that was my number one thing. Before I can win any game, before I can uh, get any kid to understand me, uh, or understand nothing I live before, I got to change the coach. Uh, so what we did, we we, uh, we got a Panther run, Coach. Uh, the Panther run, uh, we're on 95th and Loomis. Uh, we uh, we probably run about four miles. And, uh, and, and and one day I got out there, I ran with the players. I, I ran from the whole four miles and I beat the whole basketball team uh, in the four miles. And, uh, and, and, and some just uh, some just kind of clicked, I believe, when them guys saw me out there running and uh, pushing and lay, uh, weightlifting with the other four or five guys. Uh, guys just started getting attached to it. Uh, guys just started wanting to come to practice. Uh, they started wanting to be, uh, be involved and everything. So it was really uh, – I, I use myself. Uh, I use myself where I turn myself into one of the players for about a month. Uh, where mm-hmm. I'm on the court. I'm working out with them. Uh, if we ain't got enough guys to scrimmage, I'm on the court. Uh, you know, so so I was doing things that uh, they know a lot of head coaches just wouldn't do uh, or whatever. And that's what really made my guys understand, now nah, we might have a good coach here uh, or whatever because if he out here running, if he out here weightlifting, uh man, man, just say my team lose, coach. I'm running the suicides too. Uh, I'm not gonna say y'all run. So uh, I was really the example uh, or whatever to show them. Uh, like I said, cause coach, you know, uh, you a coach, coach. Uh, a 13 year old ain't gonna let no 30 year old guy beat him. Uh, uh-huh. so, so, so up up in yeah, yeah. Uh So so therefore, once I started challenging them in ways. Uh, like I said, it just opened up. It just opened up for the basketball team to really start growing as a unit. And then, like I said, a lot of the kids that could play basketball that were walking around the school that uh, I didn't know, I started finding them and I started mm-hmm. bringing them in. And that's really how it started with us. Uh, like I said, we really started only four guys probably for the first uh, – from June to probably uh, September. Uh, we only had about four or five guys that was at practice that was uh, really uh, committed. And it, it sounds like to me one of the things that, that you did, and I think that that's really important for, for coaches to do, is when you took over at, at Longwood, it, you made it like the most important program. Like you, you were all in. You were invested. It might as well have been like Duke University for you because like, you were that invested and you were that engaged in the program. And I think 
and I'll let you speak to on it. I think that the players kind of saw that you you yourself were genuinely bought in, like you weren't just stopping and then you were going to leave after a year. Like it, it seems like you made the program seem like it was like the best, the biggest, the most important thing, regardless of like what the resources were there. Coach, that's exactly what happened. Uh, I actually spoke to my principal and my uh, administrators uh, what, a couple days ago, mm-hmm. and they were just uh, just uh, just praising me, uh, Coach. Not not for what I did on the basketball team, but just changing the whole school environment. Uh, the enrollment is through the roof now. Uh, within one year, uh, Longwood enrollment is uh, it, 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 it's crazy now, uh, and 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 they like when I sat down with them, like I told them only. Only how a school train it takes an athletic team. Uh, every every good principal know it takes an athletic team uh, to help change that culture, uh, uh, build that build that enrollment, and uh, that's the number one thing that I felt like uh, I did bring along with uh, the culture change. Uh, like just hearing just hearing how the principal saying uh, we getting students from everywhere that's trying to enroll uh, up in here uh, or whatever. It's just it's just uh, like he said, coach. Uh, we appreciate everything you did because uh, it's not even about the just the basketball team, coach. Uh, mm-hmm. I push, I push baseball players here. Uh, I push football players to Longwood. Uh, we, I probably got over fifty students that's just walking around Longwood that's not athletic students now. Uh, so uh, they understand. Uh, uh, they totally understand. And 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 basically, what you said, my kids saw that because my kids saw it before the principal saw it. Uh, they saw. How hard coach work like uh like they say, coach you use your own money to rent gyms uh and all that but 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 coach it wasn't about the money it was about like you said when I took over that program uh you was my Duke uh, uh, uh you are my Duke so uh before Duke was Duke Duke had to be Longwood so therefore mm-hmm. and that's why uh I feel like the success is coming how it is now uh uh. Like someone just told me, uh, man, coach, everyone's talking about Longwood right now. You call a lot of the basketball sites, even when I was uh, uh, emailing you, uh, just sending you stuff. Uh, man, Michael Brown wrote a big piece on us. Uh, uh, Prep Hoops wrote a big piece on us. Uh, so the uh, the recognition is there. The, uh, but like I said, it, it it really came off the hard work of myself and my coaching staff. It wasn't, uh, it definitely wasn't just me. My coaching staff who've been with me uh, for about two years now. Because even though we won, uh, we won together at Longwood. They uh, was coaching AAU with me. I, uh, I got some good guys. Like I said, I got Keon Smith. He actually played at Simeon. Uh, went to the University of Illinois State. Uh, played there as a starting guard overseas. Uh, uh, another guy, Josh Crenshaw, actually one of the top baseball players coming out of high school, went to the University of Minnesota. Uh, so I, uh, I got some real, I, I got some real uh, hard-nosed guys around that uh, understand Chicago basketball, mm-hmm. but understand inner-city kids uh, or whatever. And then another thing, uh, my whole staff in the building, uh, we all working in the building where we see our kids daily. So like I told my players, uh, uh, I get a call from a teacher. I could just step over there. Uh, because I'm also the dean of the school, so therefore uh, the the kids know you can't get away with much. You got coach <laughs> in the school, man. You got coach. Uh, 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 you got all the coaches in the school to make sure you stay on top of what you got to do. All you got to do is do your part. We're gonna do our part. Right, and I think that it's something really interesting about your particular situation of a school is that with, with your sports and your athletic program, when, when other schools see it, it's almost like it's a, it's like an advertisement. It's like a billboard yeah. for, for your school because they, they see it and then they, they start, they start talking about the school itself. And that's kind of what I tell, tell my girls who I coach is that when other people see you, they don't know your name, but they know the Jersey that you wear. Yep. And they know that, you know, for my case, it's Metro Tech. So when they see my players at the gym, they don't say like, oh, so-and-so. They say, oh, like a Metro Tech girl or a Metro Tech player. You're an advertisement for the school. You're like, you're a billboard for the school. And, and in your case, like when that, when that positivity spreads, then all of a sudden people are talking about your school in the best way possible because of, like you said, it's the athletic program that's kind of out there and, and people are noticing that. So 100%, 100% agree that it could be used as a force for good. And I want to thank you. I think you're the first guest who mentioned Illinois State. That's where I graduated from. So <laughs> I'm an ISU grad. So, so go Redbirds. So cool. Uh, I, I, want to, I want to touch on um, 
something you brought, brought up earlier about, about practices. And I know that as a coach, uh, as, as you mentioned, I have coached uh, outside on the concrete and the cement. I, I remember that. Um, for, for coaches who might be taking a program who don't have a lot of resources, one of the things that they're kind of worried about is like, how do we make our practices like really good and really effective? We don't have gym space. We don't have basketballs. Like we still need to coach and teach basketball, but we don't have all like the, the tools that we might need or think we need in order to run an effective practice. So how's that been for you to run those effective practices and, and making things work? Uh, basically, what we do, uh, as far as uh, one thing, we got a group chat, uh, and, and I tell every coach, uh, uh, even even the older coaches who mentor me, uh, I'm actually helping. Uh, we got a group chat coaching. Uh, when I say, I uh, mean, we interact in the group chat like we're in the building because right now we're dealing with Corona, so we're not around each other right now. But uh, we got a group chat where we speak daily. Uh, they got to check in. They got to check in for class. They got to do everything inside the group chat. And one thing we do, uh, a lot of a lot of recent games we're watching right now. A lot of recent practice where we got Zoom. Uh, uh, we meet twice a week for Zoom or whatever, where we got Zoom meetings or whatever. So that's that's the corona part uh, right now. Mm -hmm. We just, uh, we're using the internet right now. We're using the internet in our group chat where we are communicating, like uh, even the presidential debate we were speaking about uh, or whatever. Uh, it's just, uh, it's more than basketball, uh, uh, even a drive, like just say anything, come on, a drive. We make sure we engage with our guys, make sure we're talking to them, make sure they're talking back, uh, not just seeing our messages come in, but they're responding back to us, they're giving us feedback where we're helping, we're helping build their brain. Uh, uh, like I said, there's more because I tell everybody, uh, you got to build an athlete for more than just athletics. Uh, uh, you got to build them for life. Sure. One thing that uh, Longwood guys and Longwood players know we're building them for life. And that's why a lot of parents send me text messages daily because we appreciate you. Uh, he's washing the dishes now. He's taking out the trash. He's doing things that uh, he's probably uh, – he probably wasn't doing before Coach Keys, man, and because the expectations uh, is more than just basketball. But uh, I'm going to get back to the practice thing mm -hmm. uh, or whatever. But practice-wise, Coach, basically – Man, what we did as far as uh, with, with, with limited resources, uh, man, we just, we came up with things. We came up with things. Uh, just, uh, uh, we didn't have a lot of weights. We didn't have a lot of weights in our weight room. So what me and uh, some of my coaches did, we went to go get about 100 bricks, uh, tied them down, wrapped them up. Well, uh, we, was let, we was weight lifting with the bricks. Uh, uh, when they was running, we put a parachute, uh, probably about 50, um, not 50, about five bricks in a book bag where they yeah. work with a vertical leap uh, or whatever. So we used what was around. We used what was around, really. Uh, man, we man, we can see a crate in the middle of uh, a coat, right at crate. We can jump over that crate. We can do whatever. So we didn't really make excuses uh, because we knew, uh, we knew we, we probably wasn't, we probably not going to have the, Equipment, even even with us doing this, we're still not going to, uh, I believe, want to get all the equipment that we need, even though we're getting a little things. Uh, so we just understand, we just understood what we was dealing with, and we just made the best of whatever whatever was around. My guys know whatever because that's kind of how we play basketball. If you, uh, a lot of guys like uh, I was I was speaking to uh, Coach Lou from Or. He said, Coach, you you, you guys play like Maris, but uh, Maris, but Western House. Uh, back in the day because it's just it's a scrappy team it's a scrappy sharing the ball team where uh everybody like man who was that guy that guy got 25 that guy got 20 but like you just said it wasn't about uh them knowing the name it's about name on the chest or whatever so basically uh Nico, we just really how we play uh, uh i mean how we work out with uh we don't make excuses uh, uh we gotta we gotta we gotta chant that we say every game, I can, he can, we can, I got your back. Uh, and Coach, that just basically mean, man, uh, you hold your brother up, he gonna hold you up, and I'm gonna hold you up, and we hold each other up. We can't break, we can't break, and that's just really what we just went with, man. We just used everything that was around us uh, to make practice work, uh, no matter what it was. If it was one ball, uh, man, man, we're gonna three-man weave. Uh, 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 if it's two balls, we're gonna, 
uh, uh, for me and Weed. So, like I said, we just we didn't really make excuses, and 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 the excuses that you we didn't make uh, during the process of uh, getting ready for games. Uh, it just it just showed on the court. And do you think that? because of the situation with, with not having the most resources and just kind of having to make do with what you have, do you think that's kind of like directly affected kind of the way that your team plays in games? Uh, I think you kind of touched on that, that the way that your team is playing in games is almost of a result of the, of the situation and, and having to make best of, of what they have. Am, am I kind of right in thinking that? That's, that's exactly right, Coach. Uh... Basically, like I just said, uh, I try to make sure my kids understand, Coach, well, uh, just because we ain't got this, we're not going to make an excuse. Uh, 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 just like I just had a big, uh, we had a big Zoom meeting yesterday about uh, class. Just because we're not in the building, we're not going to, we're not going to make excuses or not uh, why we can't get our work done, why we can't have that C and above, uh, that 2.8. We're not going to make excuses right now because we're in the building because it's e-learning. You got to do it. Uh, no matter how how they bring it to you, no matter how it's brought to you, uh, get it done. And that's just that's just our motto, Coach. Get it done. No matter. We don't really go out as – because y'all not going to hear Coach have an excuse. Like I told them, uh, Coach, my car broke down for about a month. Uh, about a month. Like I told them, y'all thought Coach was going to stop coming to practice. Nah, huh? I'm an I'm a Uber. I'm a bus. I'm going to do whatever I got to do to get to practice and get to work to make sure – Y'all see, if I'm doing this, you guys can do this. So, uh, like I said, cause I just really show my guys ways that uh, they don't really see a lot of coaches do uh, or, or whatever. Uh, just like I said, it's just, man, if coach can do it, you guys can do it. And that's just really what we live by. Definitely. No, I, I, I like that a lot. And I think that for one of the, one of the things for, for coaches to, to always keep in mind is that, we as coaches might understand like what it takes and the amount of work that's required and, and, and not making excuses, like you said, but for some of our players, they might not have that role model. They might need to see somebody like, Oh, like this is what it looks like to not make excuses, or this is what it looks like to overcome adversity. And I think that we can't assume as coaches that our players kind of understand that and that all of these things like may need to be modeled. And even for players who maybe do understand it, I think it's just a good reminder for them to see like, Oh, like this, adult like they're they're doing it the right way or this is this is how it's meant to be done and I think it's really powerful and and it sounds like that's something that's really important to you is making sure that your players understand like this is not only going to be what you need to do in basketball but this is what you're going to need to do in life yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah and coach uh let's pick back a little off what you said uh, sure and, and that's really really sums it up for me uh, because that's really how I got to what I got, uh, where I got in life because I don't believe uh, I would have got the Bogan job without uh, without everybody seeing how hard I worked outside uh, uh, of everything. I, I wouldn't got the Longwood job if everyone, uh, one thing, coach, if you, uh, if you call uh, most of the coaches around Chicago, number one thing they're going to say, if they, if you ask them to explain Coach Keys, uh, number one thing I'm sure 90% will say is, oh, man, he's probably the hardest working kid in uh, <laughs> Chicago, man. Uh, when I say uh, he lead his gym and he beat me to a gym, uh, uh, to the next gym because, uh, like I said, uh, I work hard. Uh, and that's really my DNA right now. And that's what I uh, instill in my players. Uh, like like everybody say, Coach, your players play just how you play. Uh when you came up, uh, hard-nosed, tough, or whatever, man. And just, like I said, just play for each other. Play for each other. So that's definitely uh, really what I live by. Uh, hard work. Hard work and dedication kind of beats anything. Sure. And and just being that example, like like we talked about, and just being that example for, for your players, and, and and they'll pick up on it really quick. Like like you mentioned, you know, the kids don't want to be losing out in – sprints to their their coach <laughs> or to be losing out and things like that you know they, and and yeah so for sure if, you, if you're working hard uh they hopefully will will rise up to that as well now one of the things you also um we've talked about here uh, a couple times we've mentioned it is that when you took over one of the things that you uh did because it was really important to you was also the academic side and 
I think for a lot of coaches that, that, that is always a challenge because they have to figure out like, you know, I'm focusing on my coaching, but now I also have to, you know, I care about my players academically. So I want, I wanted you to talk about that, about how, what that process was like for you to make sure that you were devoting enough time for your players to be successful academically and how you made sure that your players knew that it was a priority for you. Uh, basically, Academically, uh, it started with me. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, like I said earlier, uh, I knew I knew I was a good ball player, and I and I knew I probably could have went other places academically uh, if I just focused just a little more hard. And I sent gave me kind of room to uh, kind of uh, you know kind of kind of kind of lack off at times. Uh, so basically, when I took over as a coach, uh, like I said, when I watched Coach Good, how 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 um, Man, like how he'll take a whole practice and just speak to the kids about academics and uh, the importance of it. Uh, it just made me uh, understand that, man. Okay, that was that was something that held me back. So one thing I tell my players, uh, I speak to y'all of things that I've been through. Uh, you know, a real life situation, not nothing that I'm drawing up, not nothing that I'm just saying in my mouth. This is what I went through. So I don't want you guys to go through it uh, because. Uh, because I got a lot of inner city kids, and and I'm just being honest. I get a lot of inner city kids, like like you say, that don't have them uh, them figures inside the house to really show them right from wrong, or mm -hmm. even tell them right from wrong, or or kind of just make them believe basketball is the only way. Uh, basketball counts, uh, and nothing else counts. Uh, you don't like I tell my players, no one's gonna look at you. You can average 40, 50 points. If you don't have the grades, if you don't have the respect, if you don't have none of that, no one's going to look at you. So basically, Coach, what I did, uh, when I first when I first stepped in, that was that was part of the culture change before we started even bouncing basketballs or doing anything. The, uh, the whole culture change, uh, it, it had to start academically before anything. Uh, mm -hmm. and, 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 and me and my coaches, we wrote up, we wrote up contracts for each parent each parent and each player that uh, if, if your son don't keep this uh, grade point average, it, if your son don't keep uh, seeing above, he will not be uh, he will not be allowed to play in that weak game until his grades come back up. And uh, we focus on that. Uh, 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 even have to make a couple of examples out of, out of my best players uh, or whatever, where they got D's and uh, they got so used to playing coach with D's and F's that uh, they thought it was going to continue to happen. Uh, mm -hmm. So uh, when I set, when I set my all city nominee guard out and my, uh, and my big man, uh, and we still won, it showed the kids. Uh, it showed the kids. It really wasn't about the player. It, it really wasn't about uh, nothing. It's about you take care of what you got to take care of. Everything else going to take care of itself. And, uh, and the players thought we was going to, uh, was going to lose by sending them out. You know, uh, the two seniors who kind of, like I said, was a little, kind of a little big head when I first got there because sure. they were the seniors of the guys and they were the, the uh, returning scores and everything. So they felt like they were the team. So me coming in the first three months uh, or whatever, it, it's nothing because they had a coach. They coach been there about five years now. So he's been coaching them for about three. So me saying that me, me trying to hold y'all guys to uh, some standard, it just didn't work. So uh, when the grades came out, both of them had Ds. Mm -hmm. I set them out. I set them out for probably about five, six games. Their parents calling the principal, the principal bagging me up. Uh, and that's one thing that uh, helped me, help change the program. The administrator and the principal bagged me up. Like I told them, parents are going to come to you uh, mentioning basketball, but not mentioning academics. Them type of parents that you just direct them to me. Uh, or whatever, because they're not going to get on the court uh, without the academics. So uh, we just we stayed on our kids. Just, uh, uh, another situation happened, Coach, where uh, the English teacher uh, she emailed me and mm -hmm. she said, Coach, she said, Coach, the uh, the players not getting in on time. It's because uh, 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 we we're charter school, so we start at eight. Uh, the boys coming in around eight thirty. I say, don't worry about that. I start calling practice at six fifteen. So if you don't make, if you don't make morning practice at six fifteen, you're not going to be allowed to play. You're not going to be allowed to come to afternoon practice. Uh, so so it was just a lot of things we did. Uh, 
another thing, another thing that we did, uh, one teacher called me, coach, the cell phone's a problem. So I made sure I contact every parent. I say, uh, I say, mom, dad, each player got to turn their phone in at eight o'clock. When they come in the building, every kid, every athlete got to turn their phone in. Uh, uh, if you need to speak to them, if anything needs to happen, you can call me, call the administrator. But coach, I collected the phones. And, uh, and that's why I said I made it a family thing because uh, only how I was able to do that, my parents had to back me up. The principal had to back me up. The administrators had to back me up. So sure. once I had that, uh, uh, once I had them bagging me up, it kind of made everything easy because the kids knew, okay, we're not going to be able to get around this uh, coach. We're not going to be able to uh, F off with this coach. So therefore, uh, you know, we just got it. Like I said, we gonna, he going to hold us accountable, uh, coach. And that's been really what we just did academically. We stayed on our kids. Uh, we popped up in their classes. Uh, we did a lot of things like uh, – and 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 whenever I did see the grades drop, me and the parents we had meetings. Uh, I called the parents in. Like I said, I speak to my parents even now during Corona. We speak daily because we got a, we got a parents group chat where I update them on everything that's going on, uh, just checking on them throughout the week. So uh, the parents and the administrator help help me academically uh, really push and hold other hold the kids uh, accountable. But we just we stayed on their butts. We stayed on their butts where. They didn't have much room to breathe uh, because, like I said, we knew we knew we had these contracts, coach. So I felt like, as a coach, if I give your parents these contracts, I got to live by them now, sure, uh, or whatever. Despite uh, I remember we played Bogan, we played Bogan, Bogan. I think was number three school in the state at that time last year, uh, or whatever. And my guard, my guard had a D. I, I, coach, I set him out, uh, mm -hmm. and it was just it, it, and and and. And one thing I learned, uh, I gained a lot of respect off of that from the kids, the administrator, and the parents. And it, uh, it kind of made my job a lot easier because uh, now going into my second year, I don't, I don't have to preach so much academics because uh, the parents preaching it, the principal preaching it. Uh, you know, it's a village now. Yeah. That's preaching, that's preaching academics. Now, it's not just Coach Keys, uh, the bad guy that's preaching <laughs> uh, academics. It, you know, it's everybody now. So when you got mom, the teachers, uh, even even every teacher in my uh, in our school, you know they can email me, call me. Uh, any any problem you got going on with any athlete, just give me a call. Uh, you know, and we're gonna fix it. We're gonna we're gonna do what we can do. And I, and I think that that that's the biggest challenge. I think is is you have these expectations and you have like these academic um, standards that you want to hold your team to, but then at some point you're going to be tested as a coach as to whether or not you're going to follow through with that because it'll be your best player or a real important game. And, and if you if you mean what you say, then you're going to sit that player. And then once you do that, I think that the message is pretty clear. Like you said, you kind of get over that initial like test. And then once you pass that, then you don't really have to repeat the message too much, like you said, because they know because they've seen you do it before. And I think yeah. that that's really helpful. And I think another thing that's really benefited you as well, it seems like is also like, it seems like the, the other staff members at the school and, and your administration, they seem to be right on board with you. And I know that that helps a lot when you have that going as well. Oh, that's the, man, that's the, probably one of the biggest things is getting the administrator because you know, working as a coach and as a, uh, if the administrator don't bag you up, uh, man, it, it's going to be hard. It's going to, it's going to be really hard for you to make them change. Cause like I said, they you're going to have some parents that's just not happy with the decisions you're making. They're going to go to the principal before you. And, uh, you know, and just just to have that principal just uh, a direct note, whatever you got going on with Coach Keys, uh, I'd, rather, I'd rather me call Coach Keys over and we talk about this together. But us us talking about it alone, we're not going to do that. We're not sure. going to do that because Coach coach have a policy and uh, we're going to stick by that policy. Sure. Yeah, and then that that's that's super helpful when when everyone's on the same page and the players know then like all right they you know I, I got to get it together because <laughs> there's no for no one for me to go to because uh, everyone's gonna hold me those same standards so yeah, yeah. definitely and then plus, it does make it a little easier when uh, I, we had the Valley Victoria come off the basketball team and it's a little notorious so uh, and then was there was two kids that was on the borderline of winning so for me to just lie, lie like I said, come in and uh, the basketball team, the athletic basketball team uh, have the Valley Victoria in the salutatory. It was just a plus to uh, why I push so hard academically because right now uh, we have the top three uh, out of the whole 
out of the whole uh, uh, 2021 class, I have three athletes that's in the top three. So, uh, so we're going to win the award again. And, uh, and uh, just like I said, just pushing, just explaining to parents how important uh, winning the Valley Victorian is, win, uh, winning a salutatorian is. But sure. uh, for it to come off with the basketball team the last two years is just a plus to uh, how hard we push academically. Sure, definitely. And, and, and that, that's the real reward, I know, for me personally, is to see them be successful, go off to college, go off to do great things. I mean, that, that, that's, that's the part I know that, that makes me the, the, the most excited, and that's awesome to hear. Um, now, before we get to uh, our concluding segment, I, want, I wanted to make sure I touch on this question specifically with you, Coach, and that is, is kind of a way to kind of maybe inspire others to, to kind of want to jump into that situation if they're going to go into a program that might not have a lot of resources. I want to ask you, how is this situation being at Longwood um, how has it kind of made you a better coach? How has it made you a better person? What, what have you taken away from this that has helped your own personal growth being in this situation? Uh, man, man, coach, it helped me in so many ways that, uh, man, I, I probably, I'm probably not going to understand probably into the next couple of years, man, but it just, uh, it built me mentally because, uh, when you start from the bottom, man, you got to really climb your way to the top, uh, and, and, and not have the resources and not have, uh, a lot uh, given to you. You gotta, uh, you gotta, you gotta get up and want to do it every day. Uh, you gotta really want to get up and do it every day, uh, every hour or whatever. And that's really, um, like I said, it, it it definitely made me a better coach. Uh, and, and, and one reason why I knew uh, I was changing, uh, I was actually, I just want to give a situation that happened during the game. Sure. Uh, basically. One of my players was going to the free throw line, and, uh, and 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 I called him over, coach, and I called him over, uh, and I got in his butt about something that he did before, uh, you know, a couple plays down. Coach, he went to the free throw line. This is one of my probably like a ninety-five percent free throw shooter. He missed both of them. Uh, and coach, when I when I looked, I told myself right there, I say, coach, you can't never do that again. Uh, you can't never. Uh, bring a kid down without picking them up because mm -hmm. coach, he haven't missed free throws all year. And, and when I called him over coach, I got into, I, I got into him about uh, him making a turnover or something. But coach, before I sent them out the huddle, I didn't tell him to go knock down them free throws. I will. So coach, I, I, mm -hmm. I felt like, I felt like I helped him miss them free throws coach. And, 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 and my head coach, I mean, all my assistant coaches will tell you, I told them the same story coach. After that day, uh, man, I felt like I was coaching for the win and not for the kids. Uh, and 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 when I went back home and I sat and I thought about that, just replay, I say, man, Jamarion never missed free throws. Uh, and I say, man, he missed two. And when he missed two, he kind of turned around and looked at me. Coach, that that changed uh, my whole coaching style, my whole coaching everything. And that was probably like our fourth game of the year. Uh, even though we was winning, uh, like I told my coach, I, I was putting so much into the win because I wanted to win. I forgot about the kids wasn't having fun. Uh, I don't even think I was having fun because I was because uh, I was coaching so hard. Uh, and 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 I forgot. Even though we coach hard, even though uh, it's supposed to be fun, it's supposed to be fun. And uh, once we take the fun out of it, uh, I don't know what kid gonna play hard for you. Uh, sure. and, and, and that's really changed my whole whole outlook on coaching, whole outlook, uh, you know, on life. Uh, I, I, I tell everybody, man, you know, it's okay to, you know, it's okay to, uh, you know, uh, 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 knock them down. But we got to make sure we pick them up. Uh, sure. Like I tell my players, I'm going to knock you down 10 times. I should be able to pick you up 200 times, though. It's just how it go. Uh, mm -hmm. so, 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 Coach, that was really a moment uh, as a coach where, I'm not going to never forget that moment because that was a 90. Like I said, that kid probably missed, man, since I knew him, a free throw probably 10, uh, 10, 10 free throws in two years. So for him to miss a back-to-back, -back, I say, no, nah, I got to, uh, I was too hard on him. But it wasn't even just I was too hard on him. Uh, I let him walk out without letting him know I got your back still. And, uh, mm -hmm. and that's why I go back to I can, he can, we can. I got your back. Uh, that's what we really uh, – Live by coach, uh, and my players know, man. I'm probably, I'm probably one of the uh, man, man, the funnest head coaches because uh, 
because of that day. Because I, I mean, I can sit on the bench and I can laugh with my kid. We can laugh, uh, whatever, dance and practice. We joke, <laughs> we do everything, man, uh, or whatever. And that's one reason I feel like, uh, like I said, they they play hard for me how they play. So uh, that was one moment in my coaching and my coaching uh, career where I feel like it. Uh, it it changed for the better. Even though it was something small, it was just, uh, it was that big because I knew that kid wouldn't miss them free throws uh, if I if I would have picked them back up after just bringing them back down. And it sounds like from that moment, there's like so much that you've, you've personally learned from and that can just apply like so much beyond basketball and just sort of sort of in life in general. So uh, just as my, my last question before I, 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 I give you the floor, last question is, is what, what message or what, 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 it, what advice would you give to that coach who's kind of on the fence about taking that position where they, they know it's going to be an uphill battle and they know they don't have a lot of resources? What would be that one message you would want to give that coach to kind of push them into convincing them that it's the right move to make? Man, one thing I can say is, oh, man. Coach, honestly, Coach, when I took that job, like, like I said, because, Coach, a, a lot of people, uh, a, a lot of people interviewed for that job. And, sure. and Coach, they passed it up. And they passed it up, and I and, and and the same reason that they passed it up, I just I wasn't gonna pass it up because I didn't understand why they passed it up. Mm. So, coach, uh, you gotta want to do it. That's the number one thing that you gotta really uh, be honest with yourself, uh, man. If you one of them, because coach, I I I wasn't one of them coaches that wanted to start off at Simeon. Uh, like I told Coach Good, Coach Good, Coach Goody at Bogan told me out his own mouth, Coach. Uh, I this is joining in two years. This is my second year. Uh, uh, all this will be yours in two years, uh, Coach. I didn't want that. Uh, I wanted to. I wanted to start where uh, I can leave my own legacy uh, uh, or whatever. I can start where uh, no one left me this. Uh, I'm leaving someone else this, and, and, and that's just how I looked at it. If I get this team to a spot that no one else can get get them, it's going to make myself and my players look a lot more better than me just going over, taking over for Coach Good at Bowden. Yeah. Bowden got a name already. Simeon got a name already. So, Coach, uh, I wanted that challenge. Uh, mm -hmm. And I'm not sure every coach want that challenge. But, Coach, uh, for the ones that want that challenge, man, uh, man, it's one thing I know, uh, I'm seeing my fruits and laborers now. Uh, that first year going through with them long practices, uh, uh, no basketballs now. I don't have a problem getting basketball, coach. I, I can. Uh, I, we got a hundred balls now, uh, or whatever. And, and not because my school banned it, because uh, people saw how hard I pushed to get Longwood. Where is that now? Uh, and not saying, like I said, we're Simeon. Not saying that, but I know uh, we're rising. We're rising. Kids, uh, uh, kids going to college from Longwood. Uh, my three seniors last year. All going off to college. I got guys that's getting recruited uh, for college now. We we got transfers coming in. Uh, we got a lot of stuff that we would never have uh, or whatever if I didn't take that job. So for the guys that uh, want that challenge, uh, I tell them to take that challenge. Uh, take that challenge, but you got to understand you got to work harder. You got to work harder than anybody uh, 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 or whatever. And if you if you know you work that hard, I feel like the job won't really. Uh, Play itself out, Coach. Uh, sure. I, I just knew I I had dedication and the uh and the mentality to want to change that program, Coach. Because uh, like I said, I didn't want uh, I didn't want a program that was already uh built because, like I said, it wasn't. Uh, I got a legacy now that I feel like yeah. uh, I can leave whenever I'm doing. Yeah, and and I think that that's a real exciting opportunity is is that it's going to be your program and that you know you're going to be the one who's kind of building that and leaving that and and kind of leave your stamp on it you get a lot more uh freedom i think to kind of do things your way or do yeah. things the, the way that you think is right so yeah I, I like that a lot um all right coach to to wrap up what i give uh, every guest is i give them uh what i call kind of like a 60 second soapbox it's for you to get out um 
kind of your final thought, your closing message, any final shout outs you want to give, just kind of wrap up your, your own thoughts and your own kind of final message to those listening. So coach, uh, I'm going to go ahead and give you the floor for that. So you can go ahead and take it away. Now, coach, first off, I want to say I appreciate you uh, with this interview. Like I told you when we first started this interview, uh, this, this is my first interview ever as a coach. Uh, or whatever. So you know, it was a little, it was a little. Uh, I was a little nervous to be honest, <laughs> but uh, maybe you made you made things very comfortable. Uh, but I just want to say I thank you because, like I said, you my first interview for my program where uh, I believe we are on the rise. I believe we are doing uh, good things. I believe uh, a lot of people will hear about Longwood, uh, Longwood Panthers now. So uh, uh, like I said, first. I just want to thank you, Coach, for, uh, like I said, being the first one to give me this opportunity. Uh, man, because, like I said, it was something that I, I know I needed. I know the program needed. Uh, so, they want to say thank you. Uh, I want to shout out my whole coaching style, uh, Coach Joshua Crenshaw, man, Coach Jay. Coach Jay, you know how much. Uh, man, Longwood wouldn't be Longwood without you, Coach. You already know. Coach Diamond, Coach Smith, I appreciate y'all, y'all. Uh, man, look – Look for big things for the Longwood Panthers. Uh, uh, it wasn't a one-year success. It wasn't a two-year success. Uh, man, man, we really plan on uh, building a real program on 95th and Lomas. Uh, so look for look forward to big things uh, from the Panthers in the future. Well, uh, that, that's a great way to to leave it off, and I'm I'm excited when when things when I hear things about Longwood come this way, and I'll be like, oh, I remember that, I remember that program, I remember yeah, that coach. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Uh, traveling all the way here to Arizona, where where even even people know who Longwood is. Looking forward to that, Coach uh, Coach Keys. I want to thank you for spending some time talking about your program, talking about uh, the situations and the challenges and all the ways that you overcame it. Um, really looking forward to, to seeing your, your guys' success. Best of luck to your program. Hope everybody gets to stay safe out there. And, and if everything works out, hopefully you have some games to play this season. Thank you, Coach. Appreciate you, Coach. You enjoy the rest of your evening. Thanks again for the interview. Of course. Thank you guys. And thank you so much for listening. This was another edition of the Basketball Teacher Podcast. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to another edition of the Basketball Teacher Podcast. Make sure to connect with us on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, or reach us directly through email at basketballteacherpodcast at gmail.com. Take care, be safe, and we'll see you next time.